Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. 30 pieces of silver is the title of the text on the top of this subject that I have here. Now, there was an article in the Irish Independent a couple of days ago with a headline that caught my eye. And it said, Prophets of Gloom. Millions are being made from state contracts to provide housing for the homeless and refugees. And the article takes a look into the individuals who are profiting from housing individuals and makes very interesting reading, by the way. The article inspires the question, is there something morally wrong with taking money from the government in order to provide accommodation for refugees or homeless? And most of our listeners have very strong opinions when it comes to immigration and housing, particularly at the moment around immigration. They're very hot topics and people are not happy. And a lot of you come on the show and throw blame around. I don't blame you. I understand the frustration. Ballon Robe, by the way, today was considered to be somewhat of a success because the people there protested all weekend, although I think some of them are still there, over the fact that 50 refugees or male refugees were being put into a location beside a children's creche. And they had genuine concerns. They didn't look like a bunch of racists or they didn't look like a bunch of right-wing loonies. They looked like concerned citizens who were very peaceful. Um, Today, they got a message from the government to say they had changed their view that it won't be 50 males or men, that it'll be families. And I think they're happy enough with that. But here's the thing. I've seen messages online of people who are anti-immigrant saying, you know, oh, what about these bus companies? Or what about these hotels? Or what about these catering companies? And all these that are making a lot of money off the backs of immigration. And in the meantime, you know, going online themselves and saying, oh, right, right, immigrants coming into the country. But yet, they're quite happy to take the 30 pieces of silver. Hotel owners, you know, who themselves would tell you that isn't it awful that hotels and restaurants all over the country are closing down. Because, you know, there's no lack of tourism because 40% of hotel accommodation is taken up with immigrants. And yet themselves, if they're offered 250 quid a night per room for the Department of Justice, they'd happily take it. Is that morally wrong? To be doing something that the majority of the country, let's be clear about it, 76% of the population of Ireland, according to a Red Sea poll, disagree with the amount of immigration coming into this country at the moment. So is it wrong then of people to take money, caterers, hotel owners, coach drivers, whatever it is, driving people around in the dead of night. Is it wrong for them to take the 30 pieces of silver? Or, given the chance, would you make a profit from the government if indeed you were put in that position? You're a bus driver, you're a hotel owner, you're whatever, restaurateur, and somebody from the government comes along and says, listen, there's a check, nice you quit for you. All you got to do is put up a load of refugees for a few months. Put them in your rooms there. Put them in your restaurant and feed them there. Take them on your coach to the next hotel where people won't be happy. By the way, I'm just letting you know, if you're going to bring them somewhere in your coach, when you get there, there's going to be a load of protesters, but just drive by them and ignore them. You'll be fine. Would you take the money? Morally, you might be thinking, oh, that's not really the right thing to do. I'm going against my own people who are not happy. They're out there protesting. I shouldn't really do that. But then again, your pocket is thinking something different. Jesus, that's a month's wages. Guarantee, I'm guaranteed, you know, 20 coaches out tonight. Or I'm guaranteed my restaurant will be full. Or I'm guaranteed my hotel rooms will be awful for the next few months. It's a tough decision, isn't it? Do you just ignore the protesting? Ignore the wishes of the locals in your area who might not be too happy with you? Do you ignore all that and take the 30 pieces of silver? 
as they would say, and make a profit. We're all human, aren't we? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 That's 087 Do you blame people for making money off the back of this whole thing? Uh, Dave, hi, how are you? What's crack? How you doing, Dave? It's a kind of tough call, isn't it? Because do you put your morals or your wallet first? Yeah, I put my wallet first, thanks very much. Would you? Well, uh, my morals don't pay my bills. My morals don't put food on the table now, do they? Okay, so here's the, here's the question for you. You were on my podcast today. And yeah. we, we were talking about, about Ballinrobe and the protesters who seem like really nice bunch of people who are out there in the cold yep. all weekend. And you're a coach driver. And I say to you, Dave, one o'clock in the morning tonight, I want you to bring the 50 male refugees in. The protesters don't know about it. If they start banging on the side of your bus, don't worry, the guards will be there. Just keep driving. There you go. There's, and what's you normally charge? 300 quid? Yeah, there's 1,500 for you. 100%. Doing a harpy. Well. You're, you're taking the money. Oh, 100%. And the vast, vast, vast majority of people you talk to would also take money. The only difference is, I'm being honest about it, I would take money. Especially, like, particularly nowadays when everybody's pinned to the collar. Of course they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I like, and would, so you, would you take it feeling like, guilty or would you care? I, I'd feel guilty, all right. I'd, I'd feel really guilty when I'm buying my new Xbox, too. But, you <laughs> know, at the same time, money is money, like, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really think it's fair to be saying that it's immoral to be doing X, Y, and Z when, like, yeah, I agree. Whole, and look, I probably sound like a monumental hypocrite right now, and I'm fully aware of that. But here's the thing, though. Um, our immigration policies are broken. They are broken beyond repair, and they're not going to be fixed anytime soon. So I don't really think it's, like, it's like it, it'd be a different case of, like, if you have, a, say, a hospital where people are staying in now, and you're going to turf them out to get the government money. I wouldn't do something like that. But if someone's like, hey, look, you got a struggling business there. Here's the old government, you know, uh, checkbook, you know, nice fat blank check for you. Yeah, I take hand and all. And the vast majority of people are do it, particularly nowadays when the price of everything is gone through the roof. Like, why would you take a chance on, like, say, sporadic um, people coming into your, your business you know, like every now and again, you, you're kind, you know, say if you're in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you might have people in, you might not have people in. People don't have the money to go to restaurants, your overheads are going up, you have to pay for sick pay, or you someone coming into you saying, I have a guaranteed bucket load of cash for you right now. Come on, realistically. And, I, and I'll fill your like restaurant that? every night for the next three months with 50 blokes. Who'll, who'll yeah, eat I mean, their way like, to like, the place? <laughs> you're, really, you're, you're really hammering this home, aren't you? You're 50 blokes. Well, 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 no, no, I'm referring, no, I'm referring no, to today's no, protest. No, 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 but I'm just saying with the language you're using here, you're, you're men and your your pieces of silver. <laughs> well, well, isn't that isn't that what you just sold out Jesus for? Thirty pieces of silver, wasn't it? Fuck, I would have done it for fifty. Um, <laughs> But I, I come here and I like don't don't stand up on top of the moral high ground and say kind of business and you're struggling you wouldn't do it yourself. I'm not going to give my opinion to the end of it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm playing it cool I, on this one. I, no, no, you're not. You're sitting on the fence, trying not to get splinters while you're up here. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but but honestly, like, look, most people who have a business, if you come to them and like you're like here, here's guaranteed money. Particularly nowadays, obviously they're going to like I. I wouldn't agree with like shutting down the business and catering specifically to that kind of stuff. But that's what a lot of them are doing. With... But that's what a lot of them are doing. And they're making millions yeah, well, of I, it. I, Look at the money that they released yeah, well, the figures a while ago. 
some hotels are making millions out of it. Millions. Yeah, I know. And look, at the same time, like, you know, there's a part of me, you know, does say, oh, that is awful. But I just, I know how easily bought I am. And if I was in that position, I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, it's capitalism, isn't it? Isn't well, well, I mean, I go back go back a year and a half ago when it all started first. As you know, I went to a divorce. I went to a difficult period of three or four years where I was kind of in limbo with nowhere to live. Of course, yeah. And, and I was staying in the Travel Lodge Hotel, so I was getting a corporate rate, and it was like 60 quid or something like that. I can't remember exactly. It was, I think it was 60 quid. I was getting a corporate rate. I was staying there three nights a week when I was in Dublin all the time. And um, then all of a sudden, the government announced we're taking in refugees, uh, Ukrainian refugees. I got a, I get I get an email at the travel lodge to say sorry corporate rates over it's now if you want to stay there there's 150 or 200 I can't remember what it was something ridiculous and in other words I suffered because of it so I then had yeah, to find no, somewhere else to stay. That, so no, look that that I have an issue with and I was also saying to you today earlier on about a hospital in Cashel where your man was prepared to turf everybody who was living in it out to get that sweet sweet government money i wouldn't be that cold and calculating about it i wouldn't but, but, but hotels are doing I that was, all over the country all over the country they're refusing tourists because they are guaranteed rooms by the department of justice and not only guaranteed rooms they're guaranteed to be getting more than the going rate for them more than the normal yeah, daily no, rate I, yeah and but uh, come here listen this isn't the first time hotels have been doing shitty underhanded stuff i mean every time there's a, a big gig on in dublin they jack up their rates as well i mean you know, like hotel hoteliers acting like sharks. This is nothing new. They've been doing this for a long time. They're just creaming it now and making better money. You know, and like, I just, like this isn't going to be solved in the morning. You know, so I don't really have again anything against anyone. But then, but then, but then people will say you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yeah, you, and you're right. You know, you you probably are part of the problem. It's a big multifaceted problem, but at the same time, like. Those people who say that you should have tomorrows, those people who say you're a part of the problem and blah, 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 blah. When you're down on your luck and you're struggling to pay your bills, or you're struggling to pay your staff, or you're struggling to pay your overhead, are they going to be there, um, you know, throwing you a few pounds? Okay, well, okay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Alan as well. Alan, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Would you take the 30 pieces of silver? No, I would not. Would you I not? would not. Okay. I think anyone that's taken it is utter scum, okay. to be honest with you. I'll give you a personal example of that because I do know a hotel, and I won't mention the name of it, right, where, they, where, they, where they got rid of all their staff and took in refugees. So they sacked all their staff, they got rid of all their staff and put people out of jobs. So Dave can take whatever ground he wants and take the money if he wants. But this shite where, where Irish people have been sacked out of jobs to house people because the owners want to take the money in their back pocket is utter scumminess, in my opinion. Mm. And it's not a multifaceted problem. This is, a, this is incompetent from politicians. So let's go back when the UK were bringing in the third, the third country rule in the UK. The immigration officials in this country warned the government that they would see a massive spike in people coming from the UK who were refused asylum in the UK coming to Ireland. They were told this. And what the typical politicians country did nothing. Did nothing. And now we're, we're suffering the consequences again of incompetence from Michael Martin and Leo Bracker. So anyone who wants to take the money, you will meet your mayor in hell for taking the money and turning your back on Irish people. That's my opinion on that. There you go, Dave. You'll meet your maker in hell for turning your back on the Irish people. How, how am I turning my back? I, I, I clearly just stated. So tell me this. So I'll, I'll come back on that, right? Let's look at the, let's look what happened down, down at Clarny, right? Where, where staff or these people have been taken have been threatened. Women are, are in fear of going to work. Are you happy to take to sell yourself to take people in to do that to your staff? 
to threaten them with no. Uh, no, obviously, if I ran a business, no, if I ran a business, you can't, I would look you after can't them. have it both ways. You can't can, have it both ways. Can I finish the sentence? Happening in can, the I, can, I, can, I, can I can finish my sentence, please? If you'd be so kind. No, if I ran a business, if you were in any way, shape, or form disrespectful to my staff, you'd be gone. Obviously, you look after your staff. You look after the people who work for you. Okay, but like I'm just being honest here. Like fair play to you. You have a higher moral caliber than I have. Good on you. But I'm just being honest. The vast majority of people you meet, you wave enough cash in front of their face and you see their morals flying out the window. I wouldn't sack people just to bring in immigrant workers. But they I, did. I, a, lot hotel, a lot of hotels did. No, and yeah, it, I know. And it wasn't I, immigrant workers because they didn't need the insane. When, when you have, you know, I don't know, 50 immigrants in your hotel taking up 50 rooms, you don't need the same amount of staff. Because firstly, you're not changing the linen every single day. You're only going to do it once a week or whatever it is. So it's done differently. And you don't need as many staff. There's also an outside catering company come in that'll make the food so you don't need your kitchen staff as much. You don't need all that kind of stuff. So what what I'm saying to you is, Dave, you know, you don't, people did. And I, I remember the time when all this started first, going back about a year ago, I had girls on the air, coming on the air on the daytime show at the time, crying because their weddings had been cancelled by hotels who had now suddenly turfed out all their guests and had taken in refugees because the, the government offered them money. And, they, you know, kept, rang up loads of people and said, sorry, you know that wedding you have booked for March, which is in three weeks' time? Yeah, we're going to have to cancel it because we're not doing... I remember, we're, we're, we're not doing the, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they lost deposits as well. And that, and that was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, but look, I'm just being honest here. The vast majority of people you meet will hang their morals up if you wave enough cash in front of their faces. I was only having the crack at the start with you, okay? Oh, no, 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 I understand. And Alan, okay, well, let me ask Alan. Alan, he makes a fair point. Let's say you have a coach company and you have three coaches. Business isn't too good. You're getting ad hoc work every now and again. It's barely paying the bills. And the government says, we're going to rent out your three coaches, Alan, every single night to bring refugees, or as some of the protesters call them, unvetted men in the dead of night, into hotels. But listen, if protesters stand in your way, don't worry, the guards will move them, you just drive on. But I'll tell you what, we'll pay you three times over your going rate. Are you going to take it, Alan? No, I wouldn't take it. Guaranteed work for all three coaches every single night. Guaranteed fill your rooms in your hotel. Guaranteed whatever it is. I wouldn't take it, Niall. I wouldn't take it because I've got morals. And I know you're making a gesture about unvetted men because a lot of these are unvetted men. That's, That's what they are. Like a no, I'm not making a jest of it, by the way. I'm I'm not making a jest. The majority are of, of in people seeking international yeah. protection are men but, in middle age. Yeah, but this, but but we also had a T-shirt of this country of the day stand up in front of the media and say there's no men coming to this country, all women and children. <laughs> and yes, I, but, but, no but well, maybe with Ukraine, with Ukrainians, it's kind of fifty-fifty, certainly, but certainly not with in people seeking international protection. The majority seems to be men. That's 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 he's on record as saying this, and he says anyone who. But then he's misinforming the general public. There's a right wing, but that's. Neil Martin feels, but this is this is again goes back to political incompetence, right? And they have really sold out Ireland and its people. They are really out there to destroy this country. Is what they're trying to do. So the sooner there's an election, the better. But for me, I've got morals, and I do have my cut-off point. And my business was that bad. I would actually rather shut down the business and apologise to my workers. So what do you say to all the bit with this article in the paper today? The article says it's called "Profits of Gloom." Millions are being made. So the state contractors, which are, you know, catering companies, hotels, coach companies, all these are making millions from these contracts from the government. Do you say that's 30? It's 30. All that will, all that, all that will dry up sooner or later. All that will dry up sooner or later. And I, I would hope the Irish people would remember these people for what they did. There's a huge problem with immigration, as we all know. 
and um, hotel owners, coach drivers, um, people who supply catering have all been accused of profiteering from this immorally because, of course, the coach driver or the hotel owner has to take it in even with objections and particularly small towns in urban or, or, urban parts of Ireland or rural parts of Ireland, should I say, um, you know, there'll be local protests and ignore the local protesters who they probably drink but in the pub every day. So let me know what you think. Is it wrong, morally wrong, to take the money? Sharon, hi, how are you? Great, Noel, thanks. Good. Sharon, is it morally wrong to take the money? Alan thinks so, but Dave said, look, we'd all do it if we're offered it. If it's if it's for greed, Niall, no. If it's a, if your business is healthy, um, you know, because we're being told what to do by Europe, so that that government just want to solve the problem their way. They're not looking at the infrastructure. Like, why are Europe giving us money to build schools and build hospitals and have more infrastructure? And and I hate the word immigrant. It it kind of dehu- sounds dehumanising. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm all for refugees that need to come here, coming here. But, I mean, when you were talking about the people in the tents, like, I'm wondering now, where, where are they all? Are they still in tents? Well, some people so are. It's there's, a there's, one. there's 400 people have come into the country in the last three or four weeks who haven't been given somewhere to live because there's nowhere for them to go. So I'm yeah, assuming they're in tents what... somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know. so if it's for greed, no, no. And, you know, you should consider... Um, well, well, when you say for you, greed, I, I gave an example, and I give you the same example, Sharon. You have a coach company. You have three coaches on the road. Things are okay. You're just about making ends meet, but you're not doing well at all. Some weeks you don't have enough money to pay yourself, but you pay the lads that are driving the coaches because that's their job and they're on a retainer. And, you know, you're getting a bit of work ad hoc, 300 quid a coach for a night, maybe whatever it is, bringing people to bingo. And... The government turns around to the Department of Justice and says, listen, we'll hire all three coaches off you for the next six months, every single night. We want you to bring, you know, mainly lads seeking international protection, although there will be some families too, to hotels. Don't worry about the protesters. The guards will move them out of the way. Just just drive on through. And we'll guarantee we'll pay you, I don't know, 1,500 quid a night for your three coaches, more than the going rate. Yeah, but the coaches are generally... You know, of tourists and like coach companies. I'm no, I'm, I'm asking you a question. struggling as far as well. Some of them might be. Some. I'm just saying. I, I'm just giving you an example, a hypothetical okay, example. Okay. Okay. If my family was going to suffer and I didn't have enough money for to look after my family, I suppose you'd have no choice, would you? So you would take it. Jesus, man, you really got me on the spot tonight. Oh God, I have to be honest. I don't know. See, we all, I mean, I understand. By the way, I'm not judging you. I'm not, I'm not judging you. And Alan, I just don't know. Alan, you're the one who said, you know, people who do this are scumbags. What about the majority of people who are um, escorts or prostitutes or sex workers? There's a, there's a moral dilemma in that as well, isn't there? You know, that you're selling your body essentially to make yeah. money because you're stuck. <laughs> but we wouldn't judge them, would we? But- Yes, we judge them because they shouldn't be selling their body because they're stuck, right? Because they shouldn't be in that position. So the service where you're from, they wouldn't find themselves in that position, right? Again, we let the government off the hook the whole time, right? And any any person paying for sex is a scumbag. I, 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 we've had this conversation before about, about people paying for sex. You're a saddle if you're paying for sex. There's something wrong with you. Go get your head tested. Mm-hmm. But we don't serve it in the support of people in this country. So again, we let the government off every second time, right? And we, we play the, the emotion game of people. But, but but are Dave and Sharon not right that if you're 
in a situation where you're not making any money. You know, I don't know. If the government said to me tomorrow, if I, I lost my job and the government said, no, we're opening up a new radio stations, particularly just for people who are refugees. It's called Refugee FM. Uh, we want you to play music on it. And look, we'll throw you 100 grand a year. And I'm out of work. I'm like, sure, sure, I'm going to take it, am I? I'd be a fool not to. Why would you? But I'd be a fool not to, wouldn't I? If I'm out of work and I've no money and I have to provide, as Sharon says, for her family. So, so I personally wouldn't, right? I personally would not. And that's, that's my moral compass, right? I personally wouldn't. I think what these factors are doing to this to the people of this country is shocking. And I agree with you. What the government are doing right? is wrong. The way they're not, yeah, there's no transparency in the way there's little communication. But that, but, you, but, but, you, but you're blaming the hotel owners, you're blaming the coach drivers, you're blaming the, the you know, the, the taxi drivers or whoever it is bringing them back and forward. You're blaming other but people and not, and not the, the people, hotel, the caterers. Blame the people you should be blaming, the government. Yeah, if, if I get near the factors, if they would actually call an election, we can get near them, I would blame them. My God, bring back and blame them. And and the, the, the toe rags and the media they have in this country, right? But let's look at who owns the hotels. It's not Mickey and Joe that owns a small little hotel, right? These are owned by big, 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 big businesses that are doing, and the same people who are renting their houses. The vast majority are vulture funds that own all this, that are making all the money. This is not going into Mary and Joe's back pocket. Like, let's not fool ourselves here that we're doing this off, off our backs and be good to people. It's utter nonsense. It's big business. Can I say... Profiteering off destroying this country. Yeah, go ahead, Can Sharon. I say there's a point there, too, because um, everywhere I look now, there's, you know, cranes and... You know, apartments going up everywhere, and you're saying it's pe for people to live. But we know a lot of those are going to pension funds, and they're going to be very expensive apartments, which a lot of people won't be able to afford. Mm -hmm. So who's going to go into them? I don't know. Yeah, well, this is the whole thing. So we're letting these businesses off that are doing all this, right? This again, this isn't your mm. average Joe Soap that owns a hotel, right, or owns a, or owns a couple of house or house here and house there. These are big vulture funds that are already worth yeah. a fortune that are literally making a shit show of this country in order to fill their own back pockets. And it really is about time that people stop this wokeism nonsense and have to, oh, look at me, I, look, I took in two refugees on my grave. Cop the hell on, stop being used as a tool by incompetent politicians and grow up and get these peckers out of government. I mean, Dave, I suppose Alan and Sharon make a fair point. The majority of people who were taking the, the 30 pieces of silver are not you know, Dave's who are down on his luck or whatever it is, you know, they are big businesses. They're, you know, multi-million pound yeah, businesses no, that own no, numerous hotel look, groups and all sorts of things, yeah. Look, we, look, we can, I think, look, we're all on the same page here. If, if I can be serious for a minute. What the hotels are doing is scummy because with so many, and like what the government are doing is like Ben Jackson, our economy as well in regards to tourism because we have so many like hotels taken forty percent, forty percent of the yeah, and, yeah, too. and a lot of people, and then like the ones that are left, they're charging exorbitant prices where because they it's can. cheaper for you to go out foreign for a week than it is like to stay in your own country, which in turn is stopping people from coming here, um, you know, for their holidays, you know, which is having an impact on the tourism industry. That's that's fair enough. I I would agree with everybody in that, but like like you said, like your coach companies or your catering services, like catering companies that probably aren't getting as much business nowadays because of the cost of living crisis, because people are, you know, downsizing and they're spending less money because they just don't have it. I don't really think it's fair to demonize them just because they're trying to keep their heads above water. I mean, 
I don't really think it's the, like, look, if you have your own morals, you have your own morals. That's, you know, you do you, I'll do me. But if you're a person who has a business that and the business is struggling, I'm not talking about some business that's owned by a conglomerate or like, you know, these faceless entities. I'm talking about a homegrown business that needs the money and you have staff to pay, you have your overheads to pay, you have your own family to look after. I don't really think it's necessarily, you know, fair to be demonizing them because they're taking handy money. And look, I'm just being honest here, okay? The vast majority of people you meet, if they're down on their luck or they're a bit tight or they're a bit stuck for cash, they're going to take their money. Because if you're, you know, if you're really pinched to the collar and someone's waving, you know, fat wad of cash in front of your face, your morals are going to go out the window at breakneck speed. We've all had points in our life where we've probably done stuff that, you know, didn't you go and chew with our own morals, but we had to do it just for survival. You know, and that's just, I don't know, it's part of the human condition. It's its all well and good to wax lyrical when we're talking about this, when it's in an abstract kind of a way. But when, you know, your decisions have real-world consequences for you, you, you might think from a different hymn sheet. Okay, well, stay there. Let me just go to Eddie as well. Eddie, hi, how are you? Even Noel, you well? Good. That's the same question I'm asking everybody. Would you take the 30 pieces of silver? <laughs> Noel, I'd be anti-immigrant to a point. I don't want people coming here illegally. However, they're here now. And if I have a business and the government approached me to use my service and they're going to pay me through the nose, I'm taking that all day long. Because if go. I don't take it, another Irish lad will take it. And your man there going on about moral compass. There's no such things as morals in business. There never has been. Business is unsavory. It's unscrupulous. It's every man for himself. You go into business to make money. Yeah, the golden really. rule they say is there's no friends in business. Yeah. No, you go into business to make money. And that is the main reason. But, the, but, but does, it matter, does it matter that your own people, and you said yourself you're anti-illegal immigrant, by the way, can I just point out, not anti-immigrant, yeah. but anti-legal immigrant, but your own people would be standing there like those peaceful protesters over the weekend in Ballinrobe, who look like nice people. They're all sitting around cold fires on a winter night, you know, seem to be enjoying themselves. I think it was Apache Pizza brought them down pizzas and everything else. And, um, and, and they got a bit of a result today. Maybe not the result exactly they wanted, but they got a bit of a result today. And you're telling me that if you were a coach driver and the government said, look, we don't care about them processors. We have 50 male refugees, because that was the original plan over the weekend. Bring them to that hotel. If the protesters stand in the middle of the road, just wait for a second. The guards will pull them out of the way. Don't worry. You just drive on through. You'll do that for the, for the, the money. A hundred percent. I'm going to tell you a story that's very close to actually that, what you were saying. My mate is an anti-illegal immigrant. He's a taxi man, right? He's out on every protest to beat the band. Yeah, his company he works for has the contract to bring them around to every different detention centre. So one minute he's out protesting, and the next minute he's lying in his pockets. Mm. Because he's protesting for them to not to come here. But once they're here, if you can make a few bob, you're going to bloody do it. Because if you don't, some other Tom, Dick and Harry's going to do it. And they're going to be better off for you. And morals, like I said to you, morals go out the window when wads of cash are waved in front of you. Always has been and always will be. It's a fair point, Dave, isn't it? That, you know, if you're a business person, you're going to say, well, if I, if I don't take them in my hotel or take them in my restaurant or use my catering company or my coach company, should the government be just going to turn to another one and give it to them instead? Look, my loss. We're, we're, we're talking about morals here, right? If we, all, if, if, if we all want to go on like Jesus himself, who here has a smartphone or has um, 
uh, a bit of fast fashion in their house. Or, you know what I mean? Just, just like, unless you live in a cave and grow your own food, you can't hold your head up high and say, well, I don't do anything that doesn't damage anyone else. You know, like... It's I, like this, Noel. I'll, like I'll give you a scenario, right? Say, for example, sorry, Dave, to cut in there. Say the newest iPhones no, go 1,100 okay. euro. Say the newest iPhone's 1,100 euro. And a bloke comes up to you and he goes, I can get you this latest new phone for 300 quid. Don't ask any questions. You're going to take it. Hold on. Now, well, that's a different argument. We talked about that before. No, buying I'm buying stolen goods. I don't. No, 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 hold on. No, no, hang No, no, no. No, I wouldn't buy stolen goods. You don't know what's stolen. You just didn't ask. Ah, come on. It's 300 quid rather than 1,500 quid. You didn't ask any questions where it came from. Most people, Noel, are taking that because they're saving money. It's all about. Okay, well, 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 let, well, let me ask. No, well, hang on, let me ask Alan because he was the one judging earlier on. Alan, you know, Eddie makes a fair point. As that catering company, or restaurant, or hotel, or, or truck driver, whatever, or taxi driver, whatever you are, that if you don't do it, somebody else will. So it's just your loss. So let someone else do it. So let's look at this first. Well, no, some, no, it's not. Let somebody else do it. Somebody else will do it. Let someone else do it. So let's let's take that. Let's take that hotel right with fifty people, right? Fifty men, right? Let's, let's say that's your hotel. Let's say one of those goes on to murder someone or rape someone or a child. Are you? Where do you stand on that? Are you happy to say, yeah, I took my, I took the cash for that because someone else was going to do it? But, you, you that, could, that yeah, but hang on, you could, you could argue that about any hotel tomorrow. That you know, any one of your guests could kill somebody or about dr- yeah. drink driving because you've served them a drink. We are seeing this in this goddamn country where people are coming in, people are being knifed, people are being stabbed, people are being raped. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's not happening. I'm not saying that's not happening, but you can't blame the hotel or the coach driver or the catering company or anything for that. That's like saying you blame the barman if somebody gets drunk and kills somebody on the way home in the car. You, you can't blame well, the barman for no, serving no, them drink. No, 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 hang on, hang on. You, actually, you can because there should be a reasonable service of alcohol if someone is over the limit or has ah, much. You shouldn't be serving people, alcohol. Uh, that, that's Alan, no, talking through your ass, mate. Hang on. No, hang on, hang on. Uh, no one's talking through ass, Eddie, right? Because it's basic for a barman, right? And you go to other countries like Australia where they have that reasonable service of alcohol. Where the barman will be will be held to account if he serves. Okay, so say for example, I go out and have four points, so right? Let's, let's I'm still sober, leave it, and, and, and I get into a fight and beat someone up. Is that the barman's fault? Because he only gave me four points. Is that his fault? No, because or is it my fault? Give you four points. Because he only gave you four points. Like, like you're 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 going semantic here with, with a crap like say, two points, three points, right? A reasonable service of alcohol. If someone is is pissed drunk, right, you should not be serving them alcohol because the chances are they can go on to do something, right? That that's basic in countries like Australia and New Zealand, but over here we don't seem to want to have this or anyone take responsibility for action. Let's just get people bladder drunk and let them kill people on the way on the road. That's happening. So right. so if I if I stay in a hotel tomorrow, fill in your own pockets. And Alan, if I stay in a hotel tomorrow and I get into a fight and I kill somebody, is it the hotelier's fault for renting me that room? Of course it's not. It's your fault. Well, Dave, that's that what you're saying. That's what you're saying there. You just threw a scenario where well, what if that migrant does this or does that? Chances are, right? So now by your logic, you're changing your logic now. Hang on. Hang on. I'm not changing logic. Chances are, as an Irish person going to a hotel, right, I'm of reasonable character, reasonable standard Mm -hmm. person, right? That's what it is. The fact that they're taking people, they've got no idea who they are, right? Regardless of what they're told about people who've been interviewed, believe me, I could call myself Jimmy Two Tits, right, and go and pass the guard interview, say I'm from this country, and just tell a lie. Because they can't prove it if you don't, it's not fingerprints in a different country, right? We can all do that. Because they're taking the people, they've got no idea who these people are. No I agree with you on that point. Well, like I said, you might be an illegal immigrant, but, but they're no, here now. They're putting their own staff. They're putting their own staff in danger, right? Is what they're doing in the first place. 
just for the money. And that's exactly what they're doing. And we have seen that in hotels. But we, we need to stop playing the emotion card. Have you ever heard the, the phrase, money, money makes the world go round? Of course I've heard that right. There you go. But there's, there's also, it will there's keep on spinning, trust me. There's also, there's also dirty money. There's dirty so money in all bloody business the walks paying you, The tin hands are paying you, you're happy to take that money. You're going down a rabbit hole here. No, but, but that's what you're saying. Like You're saying there is dirty money out there, so it's a, where, where do you stand and take some dirty money to do someone else's business for them? Because it's exactly what you're doing. It's not dirty money if it's coming from the government. It's legal tender. It's not drug money. It's, it's, it's tainted. It's tainted money coming from the government. You might think it's tainted, tainted, but I'll tell you what, my tainted money will still buy the same things as your money. Yeah, but, but I'll do mine with a smile on my face. No, I'm not but here's that. the thing. I, I understand the point Alan is making, and I would find it difficult, Eddie, as much as... I'm kind of torn on it. I'm going to be honest with you, listening to all of you tonight. But I would find it difficult to drive my bus or have my hotel when I see a group of concerned citizens outside. I'm not talking about head cases, you know, running around with Irish flags or something, but genuine concerned citizens outside my premises or stopping my bus or whatever it is. I would genuinely feel bad, you I, know, I would, crossing if, that if, picket. If, if, if I had a premise with 20, 30 rooms, a little mini hotel, I don't think I'd want to lease it out because of the stigma that would come attached to it. However, if I was providing the cater and providing the coach driving, I'm in and out, I'm gone. I, I, I would do that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't lease my property. Stay, well, so. stay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, hi, how are you doing? Hey, you know, how are you? Good. Neve, you heard Alan, it's dirty money. It's bad money. I think, I, I think most people, if they were honest, would find it very difficult to turn things down it's it's a job it's it's putting food on the table it's you know where people are struggling and when people struggle you know things they wouldn't have done two years ago they'll do now it's just the way things are people are struggling and i would find it hard to condemn somebody for looking after their family because they were getting Money to but yeah, but when you look at the somebody. figures, Neve, that have been released by the government recently, and particularly in, into hotels, and a lot of these are owned by groups, by the way, large, you know, corporate groups, mm, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not struggling. They're just making a lot of money because they're being no, paid I, over I, the odds for these rooms. The caterers are being are charging top dollar. They're charging more than they charge for a bloody wedding to feed people. You know, so, I mean, they're paying over the odds, the government. Absolutely. I mean, I you know, when it comes to the likes of the big groups that are raking it in you know that's 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 a different story but if you had a guy that was maybe had a taxi and had a big bus or something and he was struggling genuinely struggling and this came along and somebody said to him do you know you can make a grand a week or i don't know how much they pay let's just say a grand a week do you know you can do that must be very difficult to turn that down if you're just an ordinary joe soap who's trying to pay his rent and put food on his table and send his kids to school or her, you know, it must be just not, must be hard to say no. But why, why, why are these people struggling, right? Because the government let house prices run away, run amok, right? During the energy crisis, they refused to bring in caps, right, on, on energy companies who were making record profits, right? They refused point blank. But other countries around the EU were were capping profits. The the gobshites and the weasels in in the in the government of this country refused to do that. They completely couldn't give a crap about you if you were struggling. They could not give a crap. Because if they did, they wouldn't know how house prices run the way it is. They wouldn't have rent going the way it is. 
they would have capped energy prices. Again, you're allowing politicians off the hook. And the reason why people are struggling in this country and can't get accommodation, and can't get medical appointments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because incompetent politicians that couldn't give a crap about this country. They're more interested Alan, can I ask in you a question? back from the shower in the EU. Go mm. on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Who, who do you want voted in? Who do you want voted in the next election? At this time, we might as well have no politicians in this country because no one is running the country. Exactly. Be, That's what I'm saying to you. It doesn't matter who's in no, charge. Things ain't going to change. Well, what, I will, what, what I will say, right, I like. I think Patrick Robin has come on a good bit, right? And there is other independents now starting to grow a backbone and and a, and a bit of cop on in them. It's taken them a long time. But well, but I spoke. I spoke to Patrick today. Why vote independent? Yeah, I spoke to Patrick today uh, on the podcast, and he was telling me that unfortunately, when well, now I would have Patrick on on a regular basis, me too, because I, I think he's a nice guy. I think he's genuine and sincere. But unfortunately, he doesn't get as much media airtime um, as other. Of course, because he goes against the government. Because he goes against the government. Yeah. But it, but it is not that, the like, point that you know, it, it, like you're saying, oh, it, the government is doing this. What I'm the point I'm saying is I'm not letting the government off the hook on anything. But the point is, like personally, I'm going to have to look for a new house in the next six months because our landlord is, is selling. I wouldn't care if somebody from a political party that I can't abide if they turn around to me and said, I can get you a house. I would probably I would take the house. That is. People are so stressed, so worried about everything. Like, yeah, but the point, yeah, but the point Alan is making is you shouldn't that. be in that position, Eve. You know, you should be in a position whereby, if a landlord says to you, "Listen, you're out of here in six months," that you're confident that within thirty days you can find somewhere reasonably priced. That's the way the world Absolutely. should. That's the way the world Which should we work. We can't. Yeah, I mean, we are. We're looking at paying at least an extra four hundred euro a month, mm. at least, mm-hmm. and that's just reality. But the fact is that even though the government is completely to blame, how I can't solve that. I can't stand outside Leinster House and say, I'm really pissed off that I can't get a house. So the, and another guy can't stand outside Leinster House and say, I'm really pissed off that I can't afford to feed my family. So they go to the I next best be thing. Which, yeah, but, yeah, but it, people have done it. and hasn't done a blind thing because we are yeah. still all getting evicted. We are it's still right. can't afford to live in the country. So people are it's, turning to other ways to make money now. And the, you're right, the government have done that. They've pushed is, people right? to a, so far. Desperate times call for desperate measures. And morals yeah, well, go well, out yeah, the window when you're desperate. People, yeah, that, people exactly. then vote for the exact same gobshite politicians over and over again, knowing what damage they've done, right? Because they'll be led by RT, right? And other media companies who will push a narrative that the politicians are doing the best they can, they're doing a great job. Are they hell doing a great job? These guys, this shower, like Leo Parker, is, is, he may be a qualified doctor, but my God, I wouldn't like him diagnosing anything because he's, he's a twat. Like, let's be honest. He <laughs> <laughs> okay, Let, let's not take the, the, the personal attacks, right? But it's both time, right? We stand you don't like him, I get that. You won't be giving him a vote in the next election. Okay, and, and by the way, many people won't, and some people will. He barely scraped through in the last election, only on the fifth the county he managed to get The people in his constituency need, need, need to apologise to the rest of the country. But the, well, well most of the people in his constituency didn't vote for him, actually, just, just to let you know. Um, because he only got through in the fifth count anyway. So he only got through by default. Uh, okay, so getting getting back to where we were, we're we're still back in the same argument again. Let me just go to Stephen as well. Stephen, yeah. hi, you've been listening to Neve, and she's basically saying, you know, take the money. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, if you're stuck. Yeah. Of course. Takes a lot of it. I agree with Niamh. Mm. Take it out and off the government. Take it. And even if it, it even if it means that you're going to have to go against your own fellow man who might be outside a hotel protesting or outside, you know, take and you're a catering company, it doesn't matter. Take it. Yeah. Yeah. Take it. And you can get off the government. Take it. Would you cross a picket line in a strike? Well, it was in one before. Did I cross it? It was in my own job. No, I wouldn't. I didn't. What's the difference? It's the government. Just because it's the government? Yeah, take it. Yeah. I was on Job Seekers Allowance before and I missed two, three meetings before. You have to go to meetings now. You don't sign on on Job Seekers Allowance. I missed three meetings and they banned me off Job Seekers Allowance. I was off for 18 weeks. Jesus. And why, why, did you, why did you miss the three meetings? I'm just curious. Well, one was a funeral. I emailed them. Another one, um, I never got a text off them. And I don't know what the other one was. Okay. He used to go to me for half an hour. And they banned, they banned me off job seekers allowance for 18 weeks. So what did you do for the 18 weeks? <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'm wondering how you managed to survive for 18 weeks with no money. Well, I had a few quid put away. Right, okay. I stayed a few quid, had money in the credit union and stuff like that, so I went into my savings, but it was off for 18 weeks. Okay. So I'm like, get off the government. Am I going to take it? Yeah, if I have a coach, am I going to take it? Can anybody? Yeah. Alan, Alan started out the conversation by saying anybody who does is scum. <laughs> Why? Well, because basically you're going against your fellow man, your fellow protesters who might be outside, who are concerned citizens, that you're going against mm. them. What happened, what happened? The very country was effed up, and we went over somewhere, and we needed help. Yeah, yeah, what so, happened? So, hang on. So, so hang on. So, so just let, let's flesh that one out, right? So we're all going yeah. to have Nigeria. Right? How do you how do you think you got in Nigeria by rocking up looking for ice? Say again. Oh, question. How do you reckon? How do you reckon you get on? How do you reckon going to the Middle East and as a Christian going to the Middle East looking for a house? How do you reckon you get on? We won't be going to the Middle East. If we went friend, to England, you'd be thrown off a building. Thrown off a building? I don't, well, I don't necessarily believe you'd be thrown off a building, but certainly you wouldn't be getting social welfare and you wouldn't be getting housing no, getting from the state. But, but, okay, but, but Stephen, yeah, you'd say you'd go to England or you'd go to America or something. They help us. Well, well, well you, can, you can go to England if you want to, because Ireland and England are more or less the same. We have an agreement. You can yeah. work in either one, right? It doesn't make a difference. Uh, we have an agreement with the UK, and we've always had that agreement. But you couldn't go to America, or you couldn't go to Canada. You'd be chucked out. You'd be put in the next plane home. I'm just pissed off the government here. I know, yeah. If we can get away with Anne off the government here, am I going to take a yes? Big time. It's not off the government. I remember, I remember, years, I remember years ago, um, if you had a child... And you split up with your girlfriend, you weren't married, you can get loan parents' loans. Everybody put in for that. Did I put in for it? Yes, I did. I got only 12,000, like, mm. off the government. Was it a scam? No, I wasn't entitled to it. But you don't tell you, aren't like that. Neither days looking at Yeah, but when you, you keep saying from the government, it's, as Alan rightly would say, it's not the government's money, it's your money. Well, if you're working, it's your money. It's tax. It's taxpayers' money. But you don't tell us. Yeah, I wasn't paying tax years, and I still got thrown off for 18 weeks. Taxes and like no, I'm, I'm talking about you keep saying I'll take it off the government. You're not taking it off the government. You're taking it off taxpayers. It's their money, not the government. Well, the well, government just spends. I'll take it. I'm paying tax long enough. And would you feel bad if you were, let's say, driving a coach and there was a protest and that the guards were pulling people out of your way while you're driving, you know, people into a hotel? Would you feel bad? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad at all. No. Because no. mm. I tell you, if I'm not going to do something else, it's going to do it. 
See, Alan, that seems to be, Alan, with the exception of yourself and maybe Sharon to some degree earlier on. No. Everybody is kind of saying the same thing. This government knows, right, if you want to buy buy an Irish person, throw a fiver under social welfare or a fiver into their second pension and you'll buy an Irish person. That's how cheap Irish people have come and life and has become for Irish people. That's how how sad people have become. The fact that you can be bought for a fiver in your social welfare is a thundering disgrace. And people should actually look at themselves and get a few morals. Probably go back to second church and find a bit of Jesus for yourself because the politicians know they can buy people in this country. <laughs> and for for pittance, they will buy people in this country. So, yeah. Sorry, Stephen, I'm you're trying to say mad. something there. I'm not you're wrong. giggling. Oh, he's mad. No, he's mad. Oh, you're a madman, Alan. You're a madman. Oh, sorry, Andy, that was you. Yeah. How about it? I mean, I, I mean, Eve, you've been yeah. listening to Stephen. He's basically saying, yeah, I'll take it. Jesus doesn't pay yeah. my bills. Mm-hmm. People can be bought for a fiver because people are desperate for that fiver because nobody can afford to live here anymore. I mean, I... It's, it, it's not that people want to go against other people. It's not that. It's that this government has turned us into a nation where it is now every man and woman for themselves. And that is the attitude that people have now. It's like, well, there's no more being nice and, you know, standing back and letting somebody go ahead of you. You will run somebody over. Well, then, well, then I'm agreeing with something. Alan. Well, then I'm agreeing with Alan because the government have created that situation. Yes, They've they created have. that division. They've created that dog-eat-dog mentality. Yeah. They have. But then you can't be surprised when people turn around and will take the money. Because they're just at the end. There's so many well, then people. They've won. Well, then they've them. won, haven't they? But what is the alternative? People have tried protesting. They've tried everything. I don't, the only... think, I don't think they have tried protesting, to be honest with you, but that's neither here nor there. But they, the no, other thing is, we're absolutely despicable at protesting. And by the way, I don't, I'm not starting to condone any kind of violence or misbehaving or, you know, buses are being set on fire and all that. I'm talking about peaceful protest. When was the last time we had a decent piece of protest in this country? I can't even remember. The water protest. The water, the water protest. protest. Yeah, the water yeah. protest. And it actually worked. You know? It did work. Yeah, and, and the reason they don't protest anymore is because of bloody social media. Because what happens is now, they go online, they give out about the government in, you know, 128 characters, and they go, there you go, there's my bit done. Now I'm finished. Yeah, there you go. I, I, said, oh, yeah. I supported them there. Now I'm off. And they think that's their protest. Mm-hmm. They think I've been heard now. So social media has actually damaged protesting, physical protesting, which worked. But what, what's the alternative? What is the alternative for people? Are, you know, you, you can't blame somebody. It's like if somebody walks into a shop and they haven't been able to feed their kids all week mm. and they steal a loaf of bread, right? Like, can you really demonize them? It's, if somebody is looking down the barrel that their house is about to get taken back or if they can't afford to pay this month's rent, their landlord will kick them out and they've nowhere to go. And somebody comes along and says, did you know you can get a grant? And their rent is just over a grant. Of course they're going to take it because they're desperate. Because there's, that's what has happened. People can't afford basic living anymore. You know, to go from the rent I'm on to be facing into paying an extra six, four to four or five, maybe six, six hundred euro a month. That's criminal. Do me a favor. Well, hang on. Do me a favor, Neve and Eddie. Just stay with me there for a second. I want to go to Paul as well, if I can. Paul, hi. How are you? How are you, Niall? Good, Paul. What do you want to say? 
Um, I lived in that town in Ballinrobe for 25 years. Okay. Where the protest was all weekend. Okay. And I'm waiting for a house. Yeah. And I couldn't get accommodation at all in the town. Right, okay. So so you like kind of... I'm be... waiting on social housing. Yeah. I'm one of the hidden homeless. But when you say you're waiting on social housing, you're obviously waiting for, you know, a permanent place you can call home. You wouldn't have been yeah. happy to be, you know, in a, in a B&B, in a hotel, would you? No, not no, a chance. No, no, no. So no. I don't know why you're using that comparison because they're not going to be given the 50 refugees. They weren't going to give them all a house. It was a temporary no. stopover, wasn't it? You know, allegedly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so but, uh, you couldn't get it. You can't get accommodation. How long are you on the homeless list? Oh, I don't know how many years now to tell you the truth. Roughly. Um, three, four, anyways. Okay. And where are you living right now? Are you renting? I'm in County Mayo, like. Okay, but are you renting? Uh, I'm living in a mobile home now. Oh, okay. That's about to fall in on top of me. Okay. And have they offered you anything at all? Not a thing. I got two 50 euros, euro vouchers when I went into them, into the council. Mm to stay in a B&B or something. Right. And, and I've been couch surfing and everything since. And how- Noel, can I just cut in there for a sec? Yeah. Th- you this can, is of part course, of the problem. Yeah. yeah, sorry to cut in there, buddy. Uh, I feel your plight because this is part of the problem because I said this, all of these people that have came here eventually are going to filter onto the social housing list and the Irish are, people yeah. who have been on the list years are being usurped yeah. in the list. I told you last yeah. week, Noel, we a friend of mine, Donald, He's been on the list 22 years. He's now 60, oh and he got a place there last week. 22 oh, years. I work, I work with a Nigerian chap. He came here five years ago with his wife and two kids, and he's housed. I work with yeah. another Irish lad who's on the house council list, and he's more than two kids, and he's on the list 13 years. Well, now the council will have you believe, and, and if we ask the council for a statement, they will tell you tonight that nobody is given priority unless, of course, the, the criteria fits, i.e. if you've got kids, you do get priority. Uh, yeah, clearly. but he's more kids than this Nigerian oh, no, 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 He's only absolutely, three times no. as long. Oh, look, and, and loads of people will tell me similar stories, but the, the council will deny that, and they'll say that's not the case. Before, yeah. Do you remember when we first started talking, Noel, I said to you, I feel like a failure. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you said, no, don't ever feel like that. I've walked all my I life. I'm nearly 48. Mm. I'm I'm, four, I'm nearly forty eight, and I've had to move back into the parents' house because yeah. I'm a single man, and rent for me is going to be between four and five hundred quid a week, and I can't afford that. Yeah, I'm I can't afford that. So I'm now living. I'm now back in my childhood bedroom. My mum's elderly, so yeah. I give her a dig out because she wouldn't be able to survive on a widow's pension. But I'm one of the hidden homeless, yeah. so I haven't got my own place, and I haven't Same even joined that, the housing yeah. list because I know for a fact. I'd be long bloody buried before I get offered anything. And Paul, where's your mobile home? The, the mobile home you're living in? At, Where... the ba- at the back of the house I was reared in. Right, okay. And I've tried to get the council to replace the mobile home and I'd be willing to pay the rent on it to buy it out. And, and can I ask a question? The back of the house that you were reared in, why are you not living in the house you were reared in? Because my mother lives in it on her own and it's only one bedroom that's in it now. Right, okay. Would it not be would it not be more comfortable to sleep even on the sofa in that house than sleep out in the mobile home? Uh more than likely Nile, yeah, it would. So why why don't you just do that and 
And I'm not making excuses. Yeah, I've, I've woke up mornings and the curtains are frozen to the windows in here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So would it not be more comfortable to go into the house with your mother and sleep on the sofa? It would, yeah. Well, so it would. So what, what would you not Along do Along with her dog and my own dog. All right, okay. Well, whatever with the dogs. But would it just not be more comfortable than sleeping in the cold in a mobile home out the back garden? It would, yeah. It would. A lot more comfortable. And are you, are you on your own or have you got a partner or...? I my marriage broke up about eight or nine years ago. Right. Okay. Okay. I have three children. The eldest is twenty five, then twenty one and seventeen. Okay. Well, apart from the seventeen year old, two they're daughters all and yeah. a son. Yeah. They I, can't even come to visit me now. No, like, no I can imagine they can't. Of the yeah. state of the place. Yeah. No, I understand. Noel, I t- I told you a story there a while ago of a friend that's about a year younger than me, and he went to join the list. And he spoke to um, the local councillor and the local politician, and they said, yeah. we'll never home you. Because your class is adequately housed because there's a room in your mass house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Neve, by the way, I know you're renting at the moment, Neve. Did you put your name on the list? No, we don't qualify. Oh, you don't? Oh, you don't qualify. Okay, because be, yeah, if you're not earning over a certain amount of money, which is not yeah, a huge amount of money, I'm, by the way. Oh, yeah, and trust me, like, we are literally about less than 20 euro. Over, but there's absolutely nothing we can do about it because it's. I find that overbearing. Like, this whole thirty-four thousand. You lose all your entitlements as yeah. well, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Once you go over, what is it? Thirty-four thousand, I think it is, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Once, yeah, and it's it's which is not a lot of money. It's because it, it's in his contract. You know, like the amount he gets paid, we can't even. It's not. It, it doesn't like. It's not overtime. That's just yeah, the way. Even hide us. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but do you know what? That really upset me when um, Ed is it? It's Eddie, isn't it? Eddie? Yeah. Eddie said he was, yeah, Eddie, please don't call yourself a failure because no, if you're a failure. I've told him that before. So if you're a failure, so am I. Because I am 50 years of age and I'm still renting like a 20 odd year old with kids. Do you know what I mean? I have nothing to leave them. I, You know what I mean? Like everyone else talks about, oh, yeah, you know, look, I, I'll, I I'll get the house. My nieces and nephews coming up and I'm forever trying to educate them saying, look, mm-hmm. the years between 18 and 28, if you get them right, you have a chance. Yeah. They'll define how the rest yeah. of your life goes. They're the best you know? years. And, and yeah. one of them's on about going travelling. I'm like, don't. You could do that years ago. You can't do that now. I said, save, save, save. Get your deposit. Even if you only get a two-bedroom place, trust me, have your own independence. I lived in it's England from the age of 18 to 35. And I came back here at 35. And it's the biggest mistake I ever made. It's just so bloody expensive. It's just no Ireland. Ireland has completely become completely unaffordable for young people, and I get that. You know, it was always quite expensive. Don't get me wrong, because they're a small geographical country. We don't make a huge amount of money, but we are doing quite well now. The government could be doing a lot more to support young people to get them into houses, because all they're doing is encouraging them all to leave the country. Hence, we have a, a population uh, replacement problem, whereby last year there was less people born than actually died for the first time. Which is quite shocking. Yeah, crazy. You're proven you could pay a mortgage by paying these exorbitant rents, but you'll exactly. never have anything left to save for a deposit because by the time you pay the exorbitant rents, you're on shit street. Well, well the, other, the other problem is by the time you pay these mortgages and exorbitant rents, you don't have enough money to raise a family anymore. So people are having less children. That's the problem, the biggest problem. We should be encouraging people to have children, not discourage them. Listen, Neve, Eddie, Paul, thank you very much. Paul, I hope you get yourself sorted. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.